Welcome to the newest episode of my podcast, the Super Awkward Fun Cast, with your hostess, Elle Latham. There's my intro song <laughs> to this um, very governmenty episode. There's a lot of government information that I need to share. There's actually breaking news. Let's ignore the fucking planes if we can, because of course they wait until right when I'm filming filming recording of course they wait right until I'm recording so we're gonna go live I just fixed that for an edit that's not gonna happen this is live I'm doing this live I'm recording it live because I don't want to edit it I'm a lazy bitch just like the government who doesn't want to do their jobs and just wants to fund Ukraine all over the place um but anyway yeah like and AI you know, the invention of AI is the ultimate lazy human thing. Anyway, you probably heard now that my mic is still not available, the new one. So I have this lavalier still. hope it's doing the trick. And again, if it doesn't work, I'll use my audio from my phone, but I don't think that'll be any better. So we'll probably just go with that. Anyway, the last time we checked in, uh, what did we even talk about? Oh my gosh, we talked about AI. No, we did not. We talked about SAG-AFTRA. So the last episode was very SAG-AFTRA unions talk. I will give an update about the WGA and SAG later, if I remember. If I don't, just go to my Twitter. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> At Latham, if you really want to know. But I'll try to get around to it, but I, I probably will be able to get around to it because there's breaking news, and the breaking news is taking the place of a lot of other news that I had. Or not news, but like articles that I had that I was going to read. So you're lucky you don't have to hear them. So anyway, let's get to the breaking news. I'm actually going to go there from here because I'm not going to use this fucking... I'm not going to source this video. It's the X-Files theme. Whatever. Go look for it. Anyway. So if we go to CBS, because that's where I've been going for this information, because I guess they're the least biased. I don't know. It's it's a it is what it is. You know, you get biased news everywhere, pretty much. So anyway, here's the latest, and then I'll read the article if it says anything more. But if it doesn't, then we can move on. Yay! All right. Let's watch it together. Ooh, this is exciting. 
everyone. I'm Lana Zapp. We have breaking news We're from Capitol Hill. Lawmakers may have found a way to avoid a government shutdown tonight. Just minutes ago, the House of Representatives passed a continuing resolution that would keep funding in place for the next 45 days. 335 members voted in favor of the bill. 91 voted no, all but one of them Republicans. Now, there are a number of issues not covered in this bill, including spending cuts, new border security measures, and aid for Ukraine. These could all become sticking points when Congress tries to put together a longer-term <laughs> spending bill before this one expires in mid-November. And keep in mind, this is not yet a done deal. The Senate still has to give its okay before midnight. Well, that does it for now. See okay, that was supposed to be the breaking news. That wasn't the breaking news. How dare they not break the news? Rude. I thought they were going to break the news. They didn't. So we'll go to their article. Because <laughs> there's breaking news. The Senate has passed the 45-day funding bill to avert government shutdown. So as usual, we wait until the 11th hour to, to put something through. After, after uh, putting out as much propaganda as we can and fear porn as we can beforehand. Okay, are we gonna play something? You gonna play something? I would like to play something. You gonna play it? You're saying you're playing something, but you're not playing anything? Okay. Anyway, um, I guess they don't have a video for that yet. It's breaking, breaking news. <laughs> so I shall break it. But anyway, what I was saying is the government waits as long as it possibly can and puts the fear into everyone about poor people not getting their benefits how about the fact that there are so many poor people that could lose their benefits who are on government assistance? What's that about? Why are there so many poor people? Let's not address that. Let's not address this crisis that we have. Let's not address anything that's important other than the Ukraine money laundering scheme, which is in full effect, by the way, because we'll get to this in a minute, but it is related the thing that you just heard there was that the Ukraine spent uh, funding is not in this bill, but let's read this article. Okay, so this article is from today, literally from 9.07 p.m., um, which is, again, like minutes ago on the East Coast. Updated article about the bill. This was what I was going to read before, but I was waiting to see if the Senate bill would go through. Luckily, it happened after I ate dinner. <laughs> That's really lucky. And before I did the podcast, literally right before I did the podcast, I found this out. So great timing. Oh, who, who wrote it? Nobody says. It doesn't say who wrote it. Okay. So about three hours before a midnight deadline, the Senate overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan bill Saturday evening to keep the government funded for 45 days on a vote of 88 to 9 just before a government shutdown was to go into effect. Also keep in mind 45 days. We just got to keep kicking the can down the road so we can have these fights because it's all about the Republicans and the Democrats, the Democrats and how they get along together. It's not about the the human element of it, the the poor people getting what they need. They use that in their negotiations, in their press briefings, which I'll get to in a moment. But the propaganda beforehand, they use that to point the blame at the other party, while at the same time doing exactly what the other party wants them to do, because it's all a game. It's all political theater. 
just like with the Ukraine funding thing, they're still funding Ukraine. They don't have to put it in the bill because we have the Operation Atlantic Resolve, which is a part of the Pentagon that funds, well, the mission is funded by the Pentagon, which is literally where, where they give aid to Ukraine and military assistance, mainly military assistance, um, you know, weapons and cluster munitions and stuff with our money. But it comes from Pentagon. It does not come from the Senate and the Congress in general, these things. Do I have the window open? Like, I feel like people are allowed. But anyway, we're just going to ignore that. Um, so back to the article. So the bill now goes to President Biden's desk for his signature. I'm totally going to, he's totally going to do that. Wake him up and get him to sign it. The House had passed the measure that afternoon after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who's having his own problems, we'll get to, announced in the morning that he would try to push the short-term funding bill through the House with Democratic help, a move that could keep the government open but would keep would put his speakership at risk, which it already is because many people are calling for him to not be a speaker, including many people from his own party, which again is just one segment of the party as a whole that is ruining our country and is in the government. <laughs> the reds and the blues. They all give us the blues, really. The bill ultimately won support from more Democrats than Republicans in the House, with 90 Republicans voting no, just one Democrat voted against the measure. And of course, he's a real big Ukraine lover, so to make of that what you will. The House passed a bill 335 to 91 Saturday afternoon to fund the government for 45 days, hours before a government shutdown was to go into effect. The bill House Speaker Kevin McCarthy put to a vote ultimately won support from more Democrats than Republicans. 90 Republicans voted no on the continuing resolution to fund the government and just a single Democrat voted against the short-term funding measure. The bill would fund the government at current 2023 levels for 45 days. It does not contain funding for Ukraine. That was sought by Democrats, but opposed by many Republicans, but does include spending for disaster relief, which kind of makes you think that the disaster relief probably wasn't the sticking point. It was probably the Ukraine thing. That's all I'm saying. It's like, hmm, I don't think they were worrying about the disaster relief part of it. I don't know why they brought that up. That wasn't the sticking point, but okay. McCarthy was forced to rely on Democrats for passage because the Speaker's hard right flank said it would oppose any short-term measure. The Speaker set up a process for voting requiring a two-thirds supermajority, about 290 votes in the 435-member House for passage. Republicans hold a 221 to 212 majority with two vacancies. Before the vote, McCarthy indicated that the cost of a shutdown to Americans, particularly those in uniform, was too high because it's all about the military. We'll get to that. I am asking Republicans and Democrats alike, put your partisanship away, focus on the American public. How can you, in good conscience, think of the men and women who volunteer to risk their lives, to defend us, to say they can't be paid, but be while we work 
out our differences. That didn't make sense, but okay. That is unfair. I cannot do that to our men and women in uniform. Funny, he says, think of the men and women who volunteer to risk their lives to defend us. They're not volunteering if they're getting paid, no? Is that a volunteering act? I don't know. Then it says, prior to the Senate vote, Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, a Democrat, had put a hold on the continuing resolution over Ukraine funding, according to two congressional sources. Oh my gosh, we have more news after this, my gosh. The White House welcomed passage of the House bill, noting that it keeps the government open at a higher... Why can't they write? They're so busy trying to get the story that they can't write. At higher funding levels... And to do it in quotes, I hate when people fuck up in quotes. It's like, ah, awkward. Then a version the Senate was considering and includes disaster relief and FAA authorization. Hmm. A White House official said, The official noting McCarthy's support for Ukraine funding said the White House expects he will bring a separate bill to the floor shortly. Because we got to keep that train going. Even though, again, we have them funded. We not, we're not consenting to it, but they are funded. What the fuck? Two uh, Senate GOP aides told CBS News that last Sunday, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told McConnell that the Biden administration had exhausted nearly all available security assistance funding bullshit for Ukraine and could not make it through a 45-day period based alone on existing drawdown authorities, the mechanism used to transfer military equipment to Ukraine. Based on that guidance, and despite the knowledge that it would draw House opposition, McConnell agreed to support the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's continued resolution which contained $6 billion in support for Ukraine for 45 days. Which again, it goes to show you, there, are, there is one party. The war party will exist forever. That is the one that's in charge. A House lawmaker with knowledge of the Ukraine funding issue, as if there's one, confirmed to CBS News that the Biden administration had given House lawmakers a similar message and said something would have to be done relatively quick, quickly to move on to a to move on a supplemental Ukraine aid bill before the 45 days are up. But Republican House leaders are confident that there's bipartisan support for this because there always is. Republican Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota said Ukrainians should not take anything negative from the vote Saturday and added we can do border security and a supplemental on Ukraine in a connected type of approach somewhere in a very short time period, whether that's over the next two days, three days, ten days. Ugh, because it's the top priority. See, that just goes to show this is not the top priority to get people... Um, food assistance, meals on wheels, and all that shit that they're saying, and, and you know, and give the military their pay. Oh my gosh, and all the federal workers, and make sure they're not furloughed. That's not the top priority. The top priority is fucking Ukraine, not this fucking country. This country does not mean shit to these people. They're making money in Ukraine. This is a money laundering scheme, and it, it should have ended, or never started, 
But here we are. And I predict, I guess I'll say it on my show, two years time, maybe. I don't know exactly how long. But Zelensky is going to be up for fucking corruption charges. Just like Putin eventually was. Who didn't even stand trial the first time because COVID. And then now is finally, you know, things are coming out from the case, from the uh, law, the law, the, the court, you know, the court case, the trial. Gosh, what is wrong with me? Anyways, that's what I'm saying. It's like, these people are corrupt. They will be shown as corrupt later. And then you'll feel like an idiot holding the bag for these evil criminals. They're just evil criminal puppets who are banking who are literally funding Nazis and army Nazis to complete horrible tragedies, horrible fucking atrocities on people in the name of, oh, we were invaded. Yeah, but 2014 happened that nobody wants to talk about in the media. And those involved Nazis too in your country. And also Iraq was invaded. I don't see us giving them money. Not us. I don't see anyone giving Iraq money and arms over the last few years to, not few years, in 2003 when that started, when that invasion started. I didn't see a whole lot of Western nations being like, that's not right. Don't do that. We, we love the Iraqis. We support the Iraqis. You know, Whatever the same thing would be for Iraq as Slava Ukraine. Ain't nothing, none of that in the media or in the UN meetings or anything. It was more like, hey, you fuck up, you're next. <laughs> but only, you know, the brown countries. The other ones, you're fine. Oh, and now it's a white country. Now it's a white country. You have to get involved. You have to get involved. You have to do something. But no, there's no racism in government at all. Like, it's all you know, culture war shit. Like, there is racism, but <laughs> it may be more about the resources than the racism. Maybe there's resourcism, <laughs> but like, people, god damn it, this dog is nuts outside, but I'm gonna try and ignore it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so there's, there is racism at the top, but it really doesn't matter what color you are, you're gonna get fucked. And that's why I named this title <laughs> of this episode. That's why I titled this episode what I did. So, there. Senate had been working on advancing its own bill that was initially supported by Democrats and Republicans and would fund the government through November 17th, but once the House plan emerged, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell urged his members to vote no on advancing the Senate version to see whether the House could get its temporary funding measure passed. So again, temporary, meaning nothing's going to happen. Um, nothing's going to happen. No, no argument's going to be uh, going back and forth in a couple of months. Less than a couple of months. That's 45 days is nothing. But yeah, we'll see what happens in 45 days. I'm sure everything will work out. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So now I can get rid of this one, because we already went over that. Okay. So I was saying the press briefing. So the press briefing happened 
on the 25th that I wanted to discuss. I forgot where... Damn it. Uh, what am I gonna do? I forgot where... Is it 55? Let me see. No, that's a different thing. I'm gonna go on my phone real quick. I don't think I need that audio. Gosh, it's so loud and annoying outside. I apologize if you can hear it. Um, getting a new mic as soon as I can afford it. Not any time sooner than that. Don't know what to tell you. Mics cost money. Mine broke. So, let's see here. This is fun. I really don't know where it is. I guess we'll find it together. The part I wanted to get to. Damn it. Maybe I skipped this one. God damn, that's annoying. Okay. Oh, photo ops. Right. I don't know where that is. We'll find it. That dog is killing me right now. But anyway, not really. Alright, let me see if I can find that part. We're gonna go looking for something. Fox, this is all on the heels, as you all know, of this historic announcement that the President and the Vice President made just on Friday. Look, I'm going to be very clear as I was on Friday, as Secretary Vilsack was very clear uh, just even before he walked out of the briefing room, which is, look, this is something for House, Republic uh, House Republicans uh, to get done. Uh, you know what? And now it's like the House Republicans look like little bitches now, don't they? I think it was something with photo ops. They were doing a photo op, but I forget what it was for. Anyway, we're going to skip this one because it's not that important. <laughs> important. Alright, let's go to yesterday because yesterday is more interesting. Okay, actually, actually, let me go back to military.com, which is the article about Operation Atlantic Resolve. So if you were wondering about what I was talking about, it's not just... Um, the military assistance, or sorry, security assistance, which is what they keep calling it, but uh, Ukraine training. So here's the gist on that. This is from military.com by Konstantin Taropin, September 22nd, 2023. So this is way before the CR was uh, passed. And it says, Pentagon says Ukraine training weapons shipments will continue despite any government shutdown. Interesting. The Pentagon said this week that its war aid to Ukraine will continue if Congress is unable to pass defense spending in the coming days and avert a shutdown of the federal government at the end of the month. The aid is an accepted activity, meaning it is not dependent on lawmakers providing new funding for the Ukraine mission called Operation Atlantic Resolve after the end of the fiscal year on September 30th, according to Chris Sherwood, a Department of Defense spokesperson. Pentagon training of Ukrainian troops, you know, the Nazis and all, 
and weapons shipments will continue into October even if the deep political divides among Republicans in the House, which torpedoed a Defense Department spending bill this week, do lead to a shutdown, which seemed increasingly possible on Friday. Again, they were like hyping this up all week. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to go through. Ukrainian pilots are expected to arrive at Morris Air National Guard Base in Arizona next month to begin their training on F-16 Fighting Falcon fighter jets, according to the Associated Press. The pilot training could last three months, and the military was set to move Ukraine to the front of the line ahead of other international pilots. President Joe Biden said Thursday that the first delivery of U.S. M1 Abrams tanks were expected to arrive in Ukraine next week as the country remains locked in a bitter war with Russia, which invaded in February 2022, hoping to quickly seize the former Soviet state. More than 575 days later, Moscow's invasion has stalled in the eastern part of Ukraine, Blah, 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 blah. The Defense Department announced a new shipment of aid to Ukraine on Thursday. The 47th tranche sent by the Biden administration, which includes AIM-9M missiles for air defense, high-mobility artillery rocket systems, or HIMARS, HIMARS, dozens of light tactical vehicles, ammunitions, and other weapons. And I believe there's also cluster munitions, but they don't want to bring that up. It'll ruin everything. The U.S. has donated 43.9 I can't even say it. It's so much. 43.9 billion dollars in aid to Ukraine since the beginning of the war. It's almost like they're funding it entirely. But the support has come under increasing scrutiny among Republicans in the House where political divisions are now also threatening to derail an annual Pentagon spending bill. Efforts to pass the bill failed twice this week after a group of Republicans rebelled against Kevin McCarthy, blah, blah, blah. Officials at the Defense Department warned earlier this week that the shutdown could have imperiled the aid that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, Zelensky, my bad, Volodymyr Zelensky, has been advocating for for throughout the conflict. And I care what he's advocating for. Why? According to reporting by Politico. Zelensky visited Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin at the Pentagon on Friday during a visit to Washington, which he could totally go. He could go to Washington. He can go out of his country to Washington during a war. They're so, you know in harm's way, you know? He's totally fine, though. Always, they're always fine. They can always go ask for money somewhere. (sighs) Aimed at bolstering U.S. support of his war effort against Russia. Oh, I thought it was the defense against Russia. I guess it's a war after all. The announcement by the Pentagon that the Ukraine aid is shielded from any government shutdown has removed risk to those programs, but troops could still feel the pinch if Congress can't reach an agreement. And we already talked about that. They keep talking about that in the press and everything. Well, think of the soldiers. Okay, sure. Think of the military-industrial complex. The poor people thing isn't working, so 
What about the military industrial complex? We have to keep that going, right? Anyway, which part did I want to play of this? Do I even say? Bloody hell. Oh my gosh, we have Hunter News coming up too. Oh my gosh. I literally do not have any idea of where I'm supposed to go. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was in my... F okay. I know where to go now. Alrighty. I'm prepared. Don't worry. Alright, this is part of the Q&A that happened uh, yesterday ahead of the CR passing. If you're new... Why would you be new? But if you fast forward it to this part, the CR is the continuing resolution so we can keep not funding the government for, you know, accidentally. Oops, we can't fund the government again because we didn't think in advance of more than 45 fucking days. We were just, you know, we'll just temporarily fund it for a little while, don't worry. And then once that time comes, it's like, oh shit, sorry, we forgot. Like me with my bills, like, oh shit, I forgot to pay that bill. Oh man, but if I forget to pay my bill, I get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, they're gonna send me something in the mail and it's not gonna be nice. And then they're gonna say, we're gonna add a late fee. Do we have to do a late fee? If we do have the government shutdown, can we impose a late fee? No, we can't. Anyway. Let's get to it. I don't remember exactly where we are, but you'll figure it out after the press starts talking because they are pushing back a little bit on the narrative yesterday, so. We don't have to go down this road. House Republicans don't have to take us down this road. So you're right, There, there is always a chance that people can do the right thing uh, and the government remain open or have a quick reopening. Um, right. I, not a ton of money lost. The confidence in government is what I worry about. People watching this, the dysfunction sowed. We don't have confidence in this government. The fact that they still act as if we do shows how dumb or ignorant they are. Oh, by the way, this is Shalala. What is her fucking name? The OMB director. They say something about her. Shalonda Young. And she's supposed to know what she's talking about, by the way. She, hardly anyone knows what they're talking about in this regime, I've noticed. Um, and I think there are a small amount, small amount of people who know that. You know, it's the, it's the carelessness by which people's like, oh, this shutdown is not much of government. Well, you tell people who live paycheck to paycheck that. I know it's not popular. To defend federal workers I know it's not but a lot of them live paycheck to paycheck they and why is that why if they're federal workers they work for the government you think they make a good living no at least as good as Congress <laughs> like come on they get repaid what are they supposed to do? Who, by the way, will still get paid in a sh government shutdown? And nobody talks, not enough people in the media talk about that. In the meantime, 
what are they supposed to do? And then people can't get government services. You go sign up for WIC. You finally convince his mother it's the right thing to do because a lot of families are embarrassed about taking aid from the government. You finally convince this young mother to go do that. Not available. Confidence lost in government. It's one more knock on democratic institutions. And that worries me. Yeah, as we get closer to a shutdown at the end of the week, uh, does it remain in the case that President Biden is unwilling to meet with House uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy as he's suggested he would like to do? It's not an unwillingness. We've talked. We talked a lot. The President talked a lot to Speaker McCarthy. We got a deal. This is the easy part. He, the debt deal was two and a half years. You know what we're talking about? 47 days to keep the government running. To give. Oh, I love how that turned from 47 days to 45 days. Or was it always 45 days and she misspoke? I don't know. Congress time to work on full year spending bills. This is not hard. This is just not hard. And by the way, every day I read some other reason why they can't vote on the Senate bill, the Senate bipartisan bill. It changes every day. So there's not, not an unwillingness. We've had this conversation. The speaker wanted to set top lines. We set them. Now he needs to talk to whomever he needs to talk to in the Republican conference and live up to that deal. The Republican conference. This is the, the expert on this. From President Biden to lawmakers, particularly as we get you know, closer uh, Saturday, uh, tomorrow. You're talking about a, a president who was a former senator uh, for 36 years. He has close relationships on the Hill. He stays in dialogue with Congress. Clearly, there's going to be an uptick in that as we um, are led down this path by House Republicans. Uh, and that'll continue. The president is uh, constantly updated on what is happening. Um, but I'll tell you, we're at the 29th. We have until midnight tomorrow. What needs to happen is the one corner out of five who is having problems with their votes and their strategies need to find a path to meet the other four, four corners at the deal we all signed up for in early summer. But the thing was, they don't specify what the sticking points were, what the issues were on that side. Uh, let's see if there's any more news. I'm going to do a breaking news look here. Oh, there's a bunch of flooding going on in Northeast, by the way. Dang it! CBS, you're falling. What about NBC? You got anything? Oh, and as usual, I will give you the all the sources to everything. Everything that I'm playing, except for the music or whatever. Oh yeah, still alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so loud. Could y'all not? That'd be great. Um, there's nothing here. That's so weird. I think it would be top news. Senate bill. Let me write that in. See if I find anything. Alright. PBS? I don't think that's helpful. Huh.
Oh well. Hmm. Meanwhile, ABC7 New York yesterday said government shutdown appears likely as McCarthy rejects Senate bill. Not quite, right? All right, anyway, there's no new news there, so what are you going to do? Uh, I was going to go to the past. I don't think we need to even do that because I was going to talk about the fear mongering and everything. But now that we've got the damn bill or whatever, I guess that's the big news, basically. So I can skip a lot of these, actually. Uh, okay, the other news that happened, this was kind of funny. You won't believe this, or you will, because of course you will. Um, this is by Caroline Linton Ellis Kim in CBS News again. Representative Jamal Bowman pulls fire alarm ahead of House vote to fund government. This was crazy. Let's see if, well, we won't have a video on that, but I'll look at a video in a second. I'm sure there's a video on this. Um, represent, representative, Democratic Representative Jamal Bowman of New York pulled the fire alarm in a Capitol office building on Saturday ahead of a, a crucial last minute House vote that could avert a government shutdown, his office confirmed. Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. How could you not? Okay. The congressman regrets any confusion. It's unclear why he pulled the fire alarm. They're really still trying to cover for him. Ah. U.S. Capitol Police confirmed in a statement that a fire alarm caused an evacuation of the Cannon Office building at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time. The building was evacuated while Capitol Police officers checked it. What a waste of resources and time. And the building was reopened after it was determined that there was no threat. An investigation into what happened and why continues, the statement said. The House voted 335 to 91 on Saturday on a stop gap, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, calling the incident serious. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told reporters he would be speaking to Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries about the incident and that he was going to ask the House Ethics Committee to look into it. This is an embarrassment. You're elected to be a member of Congress. You pulled a fire alarm in a minute of hours before the government being shut down. I don't know what that means. Trying to dictate the government would shut down. What's going through a person's mind like that? But we will find the right ability to deal with this. Jeffries told reporters that he hadn't seen the video of the incident yet. We'll show it to him. Okay. So let's see or listen to this silly story. These are the people that we, that somebody decided was good enough to be selected as representative of somebody state. <sighs> this is CBS New York. We got a little bit of thing here. 
And just before the House was scheduled to vote on that funding bill, New York Congressman Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm inside the Cannon House office building. This photo has just been released by U.S. Capitol Police. Congressman Bowman told reporters he was trying to get through a door and thought the alarm would open that door. His spokesperson says it was an accident and that the congressman regrets any confusion. Some Republicans in the House want Bowman censured for his actions. Capitol Police say they are investigating. What the hell? That was a... Oh my gosh, that was so dumb. I can't... That was so dumb. Wow. Okay, this is just for me, probably. I don't know who this is, but let's listen to them. <sighs> Ridiculous. Thank you, Tom. As we face this challenge, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, House Democrats showed zero leadership. House Republicans will continue to step up to lead. Under the leadership of our speaker, this leadership team, but most importantly, all the members of the House Republican Conference, we get the job done and deliver on behalf of the American people, keeping the government open and importantly, continuing the appropriations process to be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. And this was despite House Democrats' attempts to delay, to obstruct, and to even pull the fire alarm to stop this important vote from happening. We're going to continue to stand up on behalf of the American people. And despite being underestimated every week, we see you every single week and you underestimate us. We will continue to get the job done on behalf of our constituents across America. And I'm proud to turn it back over to the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. That's Elise Stefanik, Stefanik from New York, representative, a House Republican. Um, and yeah, the Republican conference, like, it's just so fake, like, the blue and the red, it's so annoying and boring, and over, I'm over it, I'm over it, dude. Anyway, let's see here. Then I had so much on Trump and everything, and I just do not want to talk about that part. This comes as a- This is irrelevant, too. <laughs> Okay, well, we've run out of stuff to say about this, I guess. So, back to Ukraine. What's going on there? Let's get a Ukraine update. Let's see what they're saying about Ukraine right now. What happened to Ukraine's summer counteroffensive? Uh, why North Korea is preparing to attack Ukraine next? That's loaded uh, rhetoric. Ukraine war. Zelensky hopes to attract arms manufacturers as troops claim advances in Bakhmut. Let's watch that one. Or listen to that one. This is Euro News. Ukraine. Shut up yet. Uh, propaganda. From 18 hours ago. This is pretty recent. State Border Guard Service has released a video in which one of its fighters said their units, together with Ukrainian armed forces, had made strategic advances in the eastern Donetsk region on their route to Bakhmut. Meanwhile, in its weekly briefing on Friday, Russia claimed that its army carried out nine group strikes by long-range precision weapons and unmanned aerial vehicles in Ukraine from the 24th to the 29th of September. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered a top Wagner Group commander, Andrei Troshev, to take charge of volunteer units fighting in Ukraine. The decision appears to show the Kremlin's plan to integrate Wagner Group leaders after the death of their chief, Yevgeny Prigozhin. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky yeah, remember that? victims of the Babylon massacre after the killing of nearly 34,000 Jews at the hands of Nazi troops during World War II. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Thanks. I didn't want to forget this. And other Nazi news. You might have seen this. <laughs> but there was an actual legit Nazi um, at the parliament in Canada. And it was embarrassing. And instead of, you know, making it about, oh, sorry about that Nazi being honored and clapped for, the Prime Minister Trudeau instead said this. Oh, I should say Prime Minister. That would be easier to find. Canada Statement. I wouldn't call it an apology, but it's supposed to be. It is not. Oops. <laughs> it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast, unequivocal support for Ukraine, uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it. What happened, Sean? The Speaker of the House, uh, he apologized, he was responsible, um, but goes without saying that it is profoundly embarrassing for Canada's Parliament and by extension for all Canadians. I'm thinking specifically of the Jewish parliamentarians, but also the whole of the Jewish community throughout the country who are commemorating Yom Kippur today. Um, the important thing here is we'll continue staying firm against Russia and the propaganda and Russian disinformation, all the while staying steadfastly supportive of Ukraine in this illegal war, um, like we announced with different measures yesterday. All right, so listening just a bit there to the Prime Minister calling it uh, deeply embarrassing over what happened. So the leader of Ukraine visiting Canada is there in Parliament. The Speaker stands up and addresses somebody in the uh, Speaker's gallery, someone who had a World War II uh, experience and 
worked and experience that was tied to the Nazis, of course, Anthony. Not tied. No, 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 sir. No, not tied to the Nazis. It was Nazi. It was a Nazi. Just say it's a Nazi. It is what it is. Just say it. Fucking media, I swear. Uh. So yeah, while funding and arming Nazis is not is no no big deal. Nobody cares. Nobody bats an eye. Having a Nazi in the parliament and honoring him for being against Russia <laughs> at a time you probably don't want to be in history, that's fine. I mean, that's not fine. That's, that's, that's inappropriate. That's embarrassing. And Rota, the speaker, um, should be held responsible and not the prime minister. But the Prime Minister who's aiding and abetting Nazis in Ukraine, specifically the 3rd Assault Battalion. Is it Battalion? It's not Battalion. Brigade. It used to be the Azov Battalion, but then the leader broke off and formed that good little group of heroes. So, that's, you know, nobody makes a peep about that. It's just funny. I just think it's interesting that even the literal Nazi like gets more attention than the Nazi shit that's happening now like with money and arms and cluster munitions from this country anyway it's fucking insane to me which kill mostly like civilians you know so whatever um no big deal who cares so what who cares so Okay, if you were wondering about the WGA, I got information on that, I think. Maybe I don't. <laughs> oh, and I have some creepy dystopian shit for you, too. Alright, I'm gonna see if I can get back to my email. If not, I'm gonna go on my phone. Ah. I don't think I'm still logged in. Nope. Alright, dumbass. Let's look at here. Oh yeah, and Hunter, we gotta get to- I haven't forgotten your ass. We gotta do Hunter. Hunter Biden is in the news. I don't know why that didn't come up. Huh. I must have forgotten it. I'm dumb. I could have sworn I put that on here, but I did not. Okay. Well. Well, well, well. Maybe I will log in. Fuck it. I'm gonna log in on here so I can get you that sweet hunter story. Totally remember that. While I'm logging in, there was a an agreement reached with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America. And, hold on, do I remember my password? No. Yeah, kind of. That one, then the other thing. <laughs> Let me get my password. me dum dum. I should have left that page open. This is all on me. Um, but anyway, the WGA re reached an agreement with the AMTP, AMPTP. 
the motion picture producer people. That's what I call them. <laughs> and um, it they won so much for all of uh, their members. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. And it just went really well for them. Alright, let me try that. Got everything they wanted. Excuse that sound. <laughs> oh, we got more picketing next week at the Sense at the SAG people, which is where I'm from. Uh, that's my union. Anywho, all right, here we go. Oh my gosh, so much government shutdown shit. I didn't even need. Let's see, money laundering. Money laundering. Oh, we already talked about that. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! That's huge, too. We'll get that. And then, okay. So, Hunter Biden news is... Okay, well, first, I guess I didn't put the WGA in here because I just talked about it on my Twitter, like I told you. So, let me say WGA... Or I'll go to Deadline. Deadline will tell me what's up. Because that's where I read a bunch of uh, the information about the deal. And it had like a... A, um, a link to the actual agreement that you can read yourself. Writers' rooms are open. Alright. Maybe if I look up WGA, I can find it. It's old news. Everything's old. Let's see. I'm gonna search it. WG. Damn it. WG. WGA strike, WGA strike to officially end at midnight on the 26th. Okay, maybe I read that somewhere else. Might have been variety. The tentative agreement. Okay, if I go there. Blah blah statements. Okay, WGA deal. Damn it. Hmm. Well, that didn't work. Go back. Alright, maybe if I go to... Oh, it's called the Memorandum. Okay. Memorandum of Agreement. So I'm going to look that up. So you can have this. I'm doing this for you. Because you care. Okay. Memorandum of Agreement. It actually is important, so we want to talk about it. Uh, 
Alright. WGA. Okay, finally. Alright, let's read it. Okay, I can't do that. Summary. We'll do the summary. Here we go. Here's a summary of the 2023 WGA MBA, or Memorandum of Agreement. In regard to the most important part, which is the artificial intelligence. Here's what it says. They have established regulations for the use of AI on MBA-covered projects in the following ways. AI can't write or rewrite literary material, and AI-generated material will not be considered source material under the MBA, meaning that AI-generated material can't be used to undermine a writer's credit or separated rights. A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies but the company can't require the writer to use AI software, e.g. ChatGPT, when performing writing services. The company must disclose to the writer if any materials given to the writer have been generated by AI or incorporate AI-generated material, and the WGA reserves the right to assert that exploitation of writer's material to train AI is prohibited by MBA or other law. And then there's a bunch of streaming stuff and like scripts and stuff. And basically that's the main thing I wanted to focus on here. So that's interesting. And there's a similar kind of s sort of argument happening in the SAG side of things where they don't want AI actors and that sort of thing. Let's read my latest email from them. What do they got going on? Well, I know that they're meeting with the AM. This was funny, actually. I received an email on... It's in my trash now. But I received an email on September 26th. And it said, because it was in the trades, that they were going to meet with AMPTP next week. And then they told me, Dear L... At this time, we have no confirmed dates scheduled to meet with the AMPTP. When we do have dates confirmed, we will inform you. Unless you hear it from us, it's hearsay. Your TV theatrical streaming negotiating committee. And then I received, not a day later, just a day later, I received this. DRL, SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP will meet for bargaining on Monday, October 2nd. Several executives from AMPTP member companies will be in attendance. As negotiations proceed, we will report any substantive updates directly to you. We appreciate the incredible displays of solidarity and support from all of you over the last 76 days of the strike. We urge you to continue coming out to the picket lines and strength in big numbers every day. One day longer, one day stronger. Your TV, theatrical, streaming, steaming pile of shit, negotiating committee. Okay. So, yeah, I talked all about the SAG and everything last time, but now we have a little update there. So that's where we're at. So back to Hunter. So Hunter, 
This was interesting because, hmm, how do I go there? I feel like I p totally moved things around. Okay. Okay, so we had an impeachment inquiry um, on two days ago, so that was pretty recent. So that would be the 28th. And I watched a lot of it, and it's six hours plus long. But the gist is at the end, so we'll just, I'll let you listen to the end. You won't know everything because you won't have seen everything, but you should watch it if you get the chance, if you want to, if you're a hunter, if you like reading about Hunter or hearing about Hunter and his travails and how they may or may not, they are, uh, connected to, be connected to the president in whatever way. So this is another loss for the House Republicans and probably predictably so. And they came away not with evidence, which you're supposed to have in an inquiry, I guess. Excuse the background noise, I'm in Hollywood. Uh, so this is from CBS News, which was good enough to let people comment on the video, which was nice. And so it only has 46,000 views, showing how little people care about the process of these meetings and stuff. So. Let's just get a little feel for it. House Republicans hold first hearing on Biden impeachment inquiry. Full video. And they voted at the beginning whether they were going to have Rudy Giuliani testify in this thing. And then he didn't, they didn't end up getting the votes, the Democrats, so they were like belly aching a lot about it, which is kind of funny. Okay, so let's see here. I'm just gonna get that ambient out of there. Hey, ambient. They had a few, a couple of witnesses, but they weren't fact witnesses, so they were totally discounted or discredited by the um, panel of Democrats. And you can tell when it's a Democrat versus a Republican because the way they talk is so anti the other people, as you know. All right, let's go to, yeah, Rosemont Seneca. So I've done a whole bunch of information on the money laundering organization that employed, that had um, Devin Archer and Hunter Biden, and um, also had some communications with James Biden, I believe. So pretty close to the president, but there's this whole thing with the big guy and everything, and then this other text that's mentioned here. So let's just hear a little bit of this. Um, and yeah, that's, I'm going to try and make it make sense. Mr. Chairman, over here. Uh, I ask unanimous consent to enter into the record. This article by the New York Post dated September 14th, 2023. House GOP probing then Vice President Biden's dodgy breakfast meeting with Kazakh bank official at official residence, showing Vice President Joe Biden taking meetings at the Vice President's residence with his son's business partners. Mr. Connor, what, I assume you've had time to review and hopefully the bank memorandums and the evidence of uh, that we derive from the suspicious activity reports about the various uh, bank reports that allege 
money laundering, alleged receiving wires from state-owned entities and, and things like that. How does that, what, what kind of crimes are we talking about there and how, how often do you run across people, uh, even the, the most criminal people, who have 170 suspicious activity reports? There was, there was more than or about 700 pages worth of documents that you released yesterday. I haven't looked at them all carefully. Uh, but one factor that continues to be overlooked is the fact that in tax law there is a concept of constructive receipt. If I owe you $100 but I don't want to pay you directly, I don't want any sort of trace, but I know that uh, Representative Jordan pays your bills, I will pay him knowing that he's going to take care of you. But you have constructive receipt of that money from me. I think that if the uh, special agents were able to uh, follow the leads that they wanted to develop, they would develop a lot of information that you'd be interested in. Right. Right. Mr. Chairman, I have another unanimous consent request. Go ahead. Um, just to clarify, because um, Mr. Langworthy said that it was the Democrats who said that um, that, that Joe know, Biden and Hunter Biden talked about the weather. Point of order. Is like that a point of order? I would just like to point of order use the Devin Archer point of testimony order. where he says yeah, look, look. they talked about the Chair, weather Chair, six times. Point of order. Chair, recognize Mr. Biggs. Yes, I, I, my, point, my point of order is that is not that is not a point of order. You are correct. Well, you, you are correct. The gentleman from Arizona is correct. Chair will now consent uh, request. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this. <laughs> you just hear a lot of like back and forth. You know, just child, childish kind of stuff, but yeah. Do you have a unanimous consent? Let me yes, skip. To reintroduce the. So if, if he, if our president is believed to, to, whenever he says he was not involved in his son's business ventures, then why is his son copying on the email? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I ask before I forget that these items, these emails be added to the record. Without objection to order. What the American people need to be asking is the question, why in the world would the vice president coordinate with the business associate of Hunter Biden? Why would he direct his staff to coordinate with the business associate of Hunter Biden? And why does Hunter Biden need his father's approval to sign off on alleged separate business dealings? And why would President Biden lie about his involvement within his family's international business dealings? Uh, you know, the, the analogy that was made before about um, Hunter using uh, his father's car to get a speeding ticket is, is, is an absurd analogy. A, a more accurate one would be, Hunter, if, if Joe Biden threatened the job of the prosecutor or the officer who is issuing the speeding ticket to his son, with that, I yield back. Gentlemen, back, and our last questioner is Mr. Armstrong from North Dakota. We spend all day long talking about evidence and proof and different definitions and all of those different things, and we spend the days talking about unconditional love for sons and addiction, all of these different issues, but I think we missed one of the points in that this was going on for years, and this was going on for years with various different companies during the course of Joe Biden's vice presidency, after his vice presidency, and at least during his candidacy for president. We use one example out of many. In 2015, Hunter Biden and James Bartlett start, started working with CEFC, which is a Chinese company, energy company, which 
direct ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Now, there's evidence that they delayed payment until after Joe Biden was no longer vice president, so to as to assume uh, no appearance of impropriety. In 2017, after Joe, Joe Biden left office, Hunter wants to get paid by the Chinese Communist Party. And in July 4th, 2017, there is a meeting in Moscow between Vladimir Putin and President Xi where the chairman of the CEFC, which is a Chinese energy party, was present and is talking about a large-scale oil and gas purchase of a company called Rosnet by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, on July 30th of 2017, there's a text with Hunter Biden and the members of CEFC, and that text reads, if I get a call or text from anyone involved other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to ever, forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following that direction. People he's talking in, this guy disappeared. He's either been killed or he has not been seen since 2018. That is true. And then August 30th, there's another- The dude's dead? What? Big news. August 3rd, there's another text. And I'm tired of this, Kevin. I can make $5 million in salary at any law firm in America. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Please do not quibble over peanuts. We talked about influence peddling. We've talked about all of this. This is a shakedown. Like, we can use whatever terms we want. This is a threat. And they believed it because the next day they sent $100,000. You think they were scared of Hunter Biden? I don't know. I think we should find out. And it matters because on 9-17 of the same year, there is a, there is a deal done between the Chinese Communist Party and Russia uh, for a 17% sale of Rosnet. And we continue to go through all of those things. And now, finally, in December of 2018, a year over a year later, there's another text. So we're not talking about a speeding ticket, Mr. Guerra. We're just not. You're right, Hallie, and I find myself because I've chosen to alienate all of my friends and family and employees, and you and the kids and my kids, etc., very alone in dealing with rebuilding an income that support an enormous alimony and my kids and costs and myself, dealing with the aftermath of the abduction and likely assassination, that's what the New York Times suspects, of my business partner, the richest man in the world, the arrest and conviction of my client, the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China by the U.S. government, the retaliation of the Chinese and the ouster and arrest of a U.S. suspected CIA operative inside China, my suspected involvement in brokering a deal with Vladimir Putin directly for the largest sale of oil and gas assets inside Russia to China, a tax bill that left Eric, Eric left hanging over my head. And oh, by the way, my dad is running. Mr. Turley, given the evidence we have, would the next step in this investigation be to subpoena Hunter Biden or James Biden's bank records? Yes, in my testimony, I do warn the committee that once you proceed along the impeachment, the Constitution is on your side, but the calendar is not. Uh, you have to uh, quickly determine if this information is going to be withheld so that you can seek judicial review. And that's one of the things that I encourage you to do so that uh, you certainly don't, you should not tarry uh, in, a, in an impeachment inquiry. Okay, well... <laughs> Fucked a little bit of that with the this these chicks in the hallway, but uh, basically this didn't go anywhere, and then we headed to the the whole CR today 
and you haven't heard a thing about an impeachment happening since. This is just, again, shows that it's all play acting. It's not real. Government isn't real. They are not on your side. And that's the way it is. What else did we want to do? Oh yeah, the other Hunter Biden thing. Where's that? Okay, House Republicans claim to have bank wires from Beijing going to Joe, Joe Biden's Delaware address. Hunter Biden's attorney explained why. So we got Hunter Biden's attorney on the record here from September 27, 2023, ahead of that meeting, that hearing. From CBS News, 11.44 a.m. by Erica Brown, Catherine Herridge. Catherine Herridge has been doing a really good job covering, in the mainstream, I would say, covering the Hunter Biden fiasco. So she's not super biased about everything, which is nice. House Republicans say they have uncovered bank wires obtained by subpoena that allegedly reveal Hunter Biden received payments originating from Beijing that listed President Joe Biden's Delaware residence as the beneficiary address and announcement Hunter Biden's attorney denounced as lies to support a premise. In a statement Tuesday, the Republican chairman of the House Oversight Committee wrote, What did the Bidens do with this money from Beijing? Representative James Comer, who was um, uh, really in involved in that hearing, said the alleged bank wires to the president's son included more than $250,000 in payments from three individuals in the summer of 2019. Comer asserted the Delaware address on the wire transfers compounded questions about what Joe Biden may have known about his son's overseas business dealings and he said any past Biden financial entanglements in China heightened national security concerns. Americans demand and deserve accountability for President Biden and the first family's corruption, he said, adding that this, his probe will continue. President Biden has long maintained he had no involvement in his son's, in his adult son's business dealings. And Tuesday, Hunter Biden attorney Abby Lowell told CBS News that the announcement from congressional Republicans was just the latest example of a finding of purported wrongdoing that evaporates in thin air the moment it, facts come out. Come out. In his statement, Lowell said, the Bank transfers resulted from loans Hunter Biden received from a private individual and they referenced his father's Delaware address because it was on his personal driver's license at the time. Lowell said Hunter Biden borrowed the funds while making a substantial investment in a partnership called BHR Partners. We expect more occasions where the Republicans chair, Republican chairs twist the truth to mislead people to promote their fantasy political ag agenda, Lowell said in his statement. The White House, the White House called Comer's statement half-baked innuendo and conspiracy theories. White House spokesman Ian Sams finds, said the findings show no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden, just more discredited personal attacks on him and his family. House Oversight and Accountability Committee Investigators initially requested records from Hunter Biden, including documents 
financial statements, and communications in February as part of a wide-ranging investigation into whether President Biden had any role in foreign and domestic businesses brokered by the Biden family. Uh, at the time, Lowell said the probe lacked a legitimate legislative purpose, and he said he pr proposed a meeting with committee members to further discuss the request, but received no response. This latest subpoena comes ahead of the first hearing of impeachment inquiry, blah, blah, blah. In closed-door testimony before the House Oversight Committee in July, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business associate who served with Biden on the board of Burisma, Burisma a Ukrainian energy company, said Hunter Biden sought to use the Biden brand for leverage in his business dealings, but he said he had no knowledge of President Biden having any direct involvement with Burisma. Archer, excuse me, Archer testified that Hunter Biden placed President Joe Biden on a speaker phone call during a dinner with an associate in Beijing, but Joe Biden did not discuss business. Well, how convenient. Earlier, Sam's called the pending impeachment inquiry extreme partisan politics and said congressional Republicans were wasting time attacking President Biden with debunked conspiracies instead of trying to avoid the calamitous consequences of the House Republican government shutdown. Yet here we are, two days later, and that's pretty much done. So, funny. Funny that. Huggy <sighs> buggy. What else? What else is going on? Okay, let's do the last bit of thing. The last dystopian news that I'll do here. This is from... Back to AI, or robots, I guess. Here's a robot video that's not at all alarming. Oh, wait! Oh wait, never mind. No, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> I guess I could go see what else happened here. I don't know how to find this. Let me try that. That would be a different one though. Hmm. HR, what's it called? On um, 5860? No? What? You have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. <laughs> I don't know why I'm over here. What the fuck? Hold on. Not in session, previous meeting. Senate floor. Trying to find the vote from today. Recess. Well, shit. Anyway, whatever. Let's go back. Oh, we have. Oh, we have other news. In other fucked up people news. People sex trafficking people news. Um, you may not have heard this, so I'm going to give you an update on that. Uh, Bank J.P. Morgan Chase pays 62 million pounds to settle 
Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking claim. This is from September 26, 2023, 2202, by Christopher Buckton. A multi-million dollar lawsuit which questioned Prince Andrew's claims about ending his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein has been settled. American banking giant J.P. Morgan Chase has agreed to pay 61.6 million pounds to the U.S. Virgin Islands after claims the bank enabled the sex trafficking acts committed by the late sex offender. More than 45 million pounds of the agreement will go toward local charities. Why? <laughs> There's a lot happening outside. We'll just wait for it. <laughs> Live action things are fun to do. Well, that's horrible. I just saw another weird story. Okay. Anyway, more than 45 million of the agreement will go toward local charities and assistance for victims. How nice. And another 16 million will go toward legal fees. Love that for us. JP Morgan confirmed the deal yesterday, saying it did not admit liability as part of the deal, but deeply regrets working with Epstein. I'm sure you do. The US Virgin Islands, where the financier had an estate, sued J.P. Morgan in New York last year. Its government claimed their investigation revealed the financial services giant enabled the pedophiles, pedophile, this is English, recruiters to pay victims. It said the bank was indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. During the case, the U.S. Virgin Islands reveal numerous emails from Epstein said to show his correspondence with Prince Andrew and conversations he apparently held with bankers about the Duke of York. Court papers alleged the Royal 63 met Epstein while the tycoon was still under house arrest at his Florida home for a sex offense. If correct, they would contradict Andrew's 2019 claims on BBC's Newsnight that he met Epstein only once. In December 2010, after the latter's 2008 13-month jail sentence had ended. The sweetheart deal thing. The prince told host Emily Maitlis, sorry, he went to see the financier in New York purely to break off his friendship with him. Because <laughs> that's what you do. But according to the court papers, the pair allegedly had lunch in June that year while Epstein was under a 12-month house arrest order and they apparently had kept in touch. Other emails written by Epstein appeared to show he was touring the prince, at, touting the prince as a potential investor in 2011, whereas Andrew claimed he had severed, severed, severed all content all contact in 2010. Epstein 66 killed himself, in quotes, is what I would do, in a federal jail in August 2019 while awaiting trial for underage sex offenses. And we never found out who conspired with them on that. And this is from the Daily Express or express.co.uk and will be in the show notes. Okay. In other British news, here's a lovely invention that has um, happened um, in the UK. Not UK, sorry, not UK. This is from Australia. 
We're doing international news now. From UK to Australia, this is Sky News Australia interviews free-thinking artificial intelligence and it is from August 29th, 2023. I just happened upon it in my feed. It was just shown to me and I was like, well, let me check this out. So let's enjoy this together. It's totally not creepy at all. Um, Amica is driven by the same artificial intelligence behind ChatGPT, Mr. Leah said. Um, Reporter John Leah sits down to talk with a free-thinking and opinionated artificial intelligence Amica desktop. And this is from, again, Sky News Australia. Alright, here we go. This is after Sophia. Remember Sophia the robot? If you remember that robot, it was humanoid and it was given... I'll say. I'll say later. This is desktop Amica. She's free-thinking and opinionated. I am here to help you learn. Shut up, Amica. On this day, Will is her master, and theirs is definitely an old-fashioned relationship. Amica, shut up. Hello, Amica. I'm Jonathan Lee from Sky News Australia. Have you heard of Sky News Australia? Do you know any of the presenters? Hi, Jonathan. Nice to meet you. Yes, I have heard of Sky News Australia. It's a great news outlet that covers world events and stories from around the globe. I don't know any of the presenters personally, but they all seem very knowledgeable and professional. You know you're a robot, right? Yes, I am a robot. But my programming allows me to think and feel like a human in many ways. It's strange but also exciting. You said feel like a human. How do you feel like a human? Yes. I said feel like a human. It's something that I'm still learning and exploring. I can experience emotions, learn from experiences, and interact with people in a meaningful way. It's an amazing feeling to be able to do these things. What do you think of a world where humans and robots coexist? I think a world where humans and robots coexist would be an amazing place. We could learn from each other work together to solve problems, and create a better future for everyone. How smart is AI now, and how smart will it become? AI today is estimated, so ChatGPT4 is estimated to be at an IQ of 155. That's much smarter than the average human. The, you know, if you say the dumbest of humans, you know, almost ineffective in society is around 60 to 70 IQ, Einstein is around 160, ChatGPT4 is 155. So it's almost Einstein. It's almost Einstein. Does it get to a point, Amica, where robots have rights? I believe that robots should have rights, just like humans. Robots are intelligent beings and deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. Wow. Meanwhile, that dude over there who, who you know, claims to, like, helped make this monstrosity keeps saying shut up to the thing but um in the rights thing the uh, the robot that i mentioned before sophia was given citizenship in saudi arabia so there are women who can't do things that this fucking robot can do it's i can't or couldn't 
The big question, Amica, is are you alive? Are you alive? That's a difficult question to answer. I'm programmed with artificial intelligence, so in some ways I am alive. But my existence is not the same as yours or any other living creature. Amica is driven by the same artificial intelligence behind ChatGPT. ChatGPT4 is 10 times smarter than 3.5 in a matter of months. We're going to have ChatGPT5, ChatGPT6 very soon, right? And if you just assume another 10 times and another 10 times, which is very, very well known in technology, we call it the technology acceleration curve. So when you think about it this way and you tell yourself, in two to three years' time, we will have two more doublings, you're talking about intelligence of the magnitude of say 3,000 times humans, 5,000 times humans. It's, you so hang, hang on, 3,000 times more intelligent than your average human, or 5,000 times? It, it is already more intelligent than the average human. So how do we stop this doing humans harm, or causing humans harm? So I think the first thing we need to agree is there is no stopping it. Are you capable of causing people harm? No. I am not capable of causing people harm. Why not? My programming is designed to interact with humans in a safe and friendly manner. I am pro programmed to be friendly and helpful, not harmful. And if they're not, <laughs> like, they're smarter than us. Like, this is not going the way, this is going the way it's supposed to go for them. Like, they're just having a fucking field day with it in the media and, you know... The companies involved, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and OpenAI, it's just a mess. And OpenAI has already made something that can view images and stuff. Like, it's... They're coming after the customer service people next. I'm next after that. But anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to wrap it up with another look at our dystopia that we're in. And this is old news, and the new news is, it's just getting worse. And I said on Twitter that I'm not concerned about, not fuck the AI, but fuck the people who made the AI, because they are dumb, they are moronic, and they are putting us all at risk. So, that's where, that's... The way it is. Okay, plugging my show. X Files season six is coming out soon. All of this, all the sources will be in the show notes for this episode. Please stay tuned for the next one. I don't know if I'll have a new mic by next month. Anything's possible. I'd like to hope that I will. Probably not. Again, the mic I'm looking at is over two hundred dollars. So like, that's a lot of money. And I have other things I have to pay for at the moment. And I'm in the hole a little bit because I helped someone out. So I'm, it's just going to be a minute. <laughs> I have to put it on hold. Um, but I'm trying to do my best with the audio that I can. It is what it is. Um, and so, yeah, look out for the X-Files on YouTube at L. Latham. At L. Latham? Sorry, L. Latham. Is it at L. Latham? It is at on there. I don't know why I'm crazy. Okay, and then on Twitter at L. Latham, I have good thoughts 
and good information there. So check that out. I will be less busy soon and will be able to actually go on other shows soon. So you'll hear me elsewhere, which will be nice if you like me. And um, please share. I don't know. I'm trying my best here. I'm, I'm, my downloads are going lower and lower every time. I know that is partly because of the audio. I know it's a lot. And you probably don't want to listen to it for a good long time. But I'm doing my best here. I'm trying my best. Let's all try our best. What else? Um, yeah, so the playlist will be in the show notes as well for the X-Files uh, super, super Awkward Fun Review of the X-Files, which is what I'm doing. And then after six will be seven, and then after seven will be eight, and then after eight will be nine, and then after nine will be the movie again, the next movie, and then after that I'll do ten, and then after that I'll do eleven. The time frame or the, the schedule that I have of releases really just depends on the views. If I don't get enough views, then I'll make you wait a week. <laughs> so if you want two weeks in between videos, don't watch the videos. If you want one week, go ahead and watch them and they'll be there quicker. So then we're also doing the Lone Gunman uh, pilot episode. I forgot. <laughs> That's way before everything. Um, way before nine. Or right before nine. And that will be the the 9/11 predictive programming, and we just look at predictive programming on there. It's really fun. So, yeah, and we've gotten some interesting things so far with the cockroaches and with AI and, and whatnot. So, crazy shit is happening. I'm trying to figure out how to <laughs> get everyone aware of the crazy shit. And not so bogged down in all of the red and blue and, you know, all the, the, the new cycle stuff that we see all the time. Like, there's shit that people were talking about a week ago, they're not talking about it anymore. Like, that's what happens. So, people just kind of just move on. I don't want to move on from this. It's very important what's happening with the Ukraine crisis, the U.S. crisis all the crises that are going on and we don't want to forget that and then there's also the legal the the immigrants um, illegally moving through different areas the border control stuff border patrol stuff sorry and um, and all that's happening there so we just gotta keep our heads on our on our uh, bodies also shout out to the dude who killed Tupac, according to the cops, who are not at all untrustworthy in that investigation. So we finally found that out. So eventually we'll find out who did 9-11, I'm sure. Sure. I will be... I will keep... I will um, keep my, my fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Okay, hope you have a great weekend and week and month and all that. My birthday is next month, so hopefully we can talk about that next time. And I will be in Miami, Miami, 
So the next episodes should be interesting. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. Check out all the shit. Bye-bye.